We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up show, the Best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Monday, December the 14th, 2020. On today's show, I will give you guys updates, things I'm hearing. What will the Gamecocks coaching staff look like under new head football coach Shane Beamer. I'll let you guys know everything I'm hearing, who I think will be returning, who I think is going to be dismissed. Also, who's going to be the Gamecocks OC and DC coordinator updates. I'll dive fully into that. Also, I wanted to share with you guys a very, very interesting conversation that I had over the weekend, was lucky enough to have with a current South Carolina player, obviously a player I will not name, but their reception to Shane Beamer. Thoughts on the Will Muschamp era. Some really, really Interesting tidbits from those conversations that I think you guys will find very interesting. Like I said, things that I think will excite you guys as well. Also, your listener questions, of course. And we have a fantastic conversation here on a Monday. Former Gamecocks quarterback Steven Garcia, a man that truly needs no introduction, joins the show once again. Obviously, a great friend of the show. He joins to talk about the Shane Beamer hiring, his thoughts overall in the direction of Gamecocks football moving forward. Also, we talk about everything under the sun from him being an SEC quarterback right now to his career to Steve Spurrier to cutting his hair. A hilarious Awesome, informative conversation with one of the all-time legends at South Carolina, Stephen Garcia. Thank him so much for taking that time, guys. So sit back, relax, enjoy. We got a packed show, and it's all brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service. They bring care and attention other companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Guys, service is what separates Upstate Movers Group from the competition. They're not a trucking company. They are a moving services company. They're also employee-owned co-op. The movers are paid twice the industry average, and everyone on the crew is just as invested in the success of the project as you are. They have dedicated professional crew members, and they offer black glove service, guys. They offer end-to-end packing services, custom crating and packaging for special items, and cleaning services as well. They're founded by Greenville Natives and University of South Carolina alumni, guys, so a Gamecock-owned small business. They also offer 20 years of project management moving experience, and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies, guys, simply do not have the skills for. Guys, whether you're in the upstate or across the state of South Carolina, if you have any moving needs this holiday season, be sure to contact my friends over at Upstate Movers Group. They can help you out because, again, when you're moving, we all know how much of a pain in the butt that is. You lose things, you break things, you simply just don't want to do it. Let the guys over at Upstate Movers Group lend you a hand. You can find them on social media at Upstate Movers Group or, of course, check out their website. They're at UpstateMoversGroup.com. That is UpstateMoversGroup.com. 
Com. Guys, the show is also brought to you by our friends over at Yardware. Yardware is a veteran-owned and operating company licensed by the University of South Carolina, selling must-have Carolina yard and wall signs. Guys, these signs are made out of 12-gauge laser-cut steel, and they come in both garnet and black. Christmas is right around the corner, guys. I mean, if you haven't bought your gifts yet, if you haven't bought your signs yet, I really just don't know what you're doing at this point. I mean, we are getting down to the nitty-gritty. We have 10, 11 days until Christmas. It's time to get these. And this is the perfect gift for any Gamecock fan. Guys, you see this thing all the time, obviously, in my studio when I do interviews, when I do content, and all that good stuff. The detail, the quality. Ask anybody who's bought one of these signs already. These things are absolutely awesome. You can check them out on social media as well if you want to see more pictures. They're at Yardware Signs. Oh, by the way, guys, the guys who founded Yardware, University of South Carolina alumni. So you're also helping out another Gamecock-owned small business. Gamecocks helping Gamecocks here on the Spurs Up Show. You know we're all about that. Again, you can find them on social media at Yardware Signs and order your sign today, guys. Again, Christmas is about to be here. It's literally next Friday. Order your sign now. YardwareSigns.com. Go to YardwareSigns.com and order your Yardware sign today, guys. Finally, the show is brought to you by our friends over at My Bookie. With Christmas right around the corner, My Bookie's been in a giving mood. And a $250 risk-free bet on Thanksgiving, they boosted odds and free bets every hour of Black Friday. And they continue to give away more freebies for Cyber Monday. Guys, for a sports book that's supposed to be in the business of making money, they were giving it away. That's just one of the reasons why I've been rolling with My Bookie this season. Guys, the fact is this. If you're going to put some action on the games, whether you're betting NFL, NCAA, college football, college hoops, Whatever your preference is, you want to do it with a reputable brand like MyBookie. Guys, you can make your deposit using the promo code GAMECOCKS. That's promo code GAMECOCKS, and they'll match you halfway to give you a head start on building your bankroll. Guys, put in $200, get an extra 100 to play with. Joining and depositing is a simple process, and it's quick. But more importantly, when it's time to get paid, that's quick, too. Treat yourself to some extra cash in your pocket this holiday season by investing in your intuition. Guys, it's not just winter season. It's winning season. So bet, win, and get paid with my bookie. Let's get it. Monday, guys. What is up? Monday here on the Spurs Up Show. I'm your host, Chris Phillips. As always, guys, truly appreciate you all tuning in. I hope you all had a fantastic weekend. You know, there, there are moments, and they, they happen fairly often, luckily for me, but there are moments where the mics are hot, I cut on the mic, or I think about what I do, and you just realize, and we probably all do this, we should, how lucky we are to to do what we do every single day, to take our next breath, to walk, to be able to enjoy our families and our friends. And I just feel sitting here on a Sunday night, I feel so blessed because, guys, listen, over the weekend, obviously, again, there was no South Carolina football. There was no South Carolina basketball. There was really nothing going on. And you think to yourself, oh, that's great. You get some downtime. You get the opportunity to detach and get away. It's funny for me. I am someone who has grown to – I don't love downtime. And I look at that as a positive because I love what I do so much. 
with the business, with the podcast, with the brand, with everything, with all the content. You know, I was talking to some buddies on Saturday. It's like, you know, I was like, it's crazy because normally, dude, I'm putting out nine to 10 pieces on, let's just say Instagram, you know, double digit pieces of content per day. And Saturday, I think we only put out like three. Sunday, we only put out two. And it's like one of those things where you love what you do so much. Like I look forward to the work. I look forward to the grind. I love the grind. I love the process more than I love the end result. And that's how you know you found something that, you're meant to do and, and is your calling. And when you're that passionate about it, so I, I just woke up here or not woke up because obviously I just told you guys I'm recording this Sunday night, but I hope I can inject some positivity into your Monday. Because again, I know we all say, oh, it's Monday. We're dragging ourselves out of bed. We got to go to work. On this Monday, just think about how lucky you are to wake up and do what you do. Your problems are someone else's prayers, right? Like your life is full of blessings. You know, if you're happy, healthy, if you have that, and you, let's say you have your family, if you still got your grandparents around, like all that, just count your blessings. We're all very lucky to be here. And again, I really do truly appreciate you guys tuning in. I know I say it every single show and I say it a lot, but I want you guys to know I'm extremely grateful. I'm extremely grateful and I feel so blessed and so fortunate we are able to sit here on a Monday and talk about the team we love, which is the Gamecocks. We got a lot to get into, guys. Again, I hope you all had a fantastic weekend. Again, I know I did. Got to play some golf, got to hang out with some great friends, got to watch some football that wasn't South Carolina, some stress-free football. And boy, what a weekend of football it was, by the way. Um, what a weekend of football it was. Obviously, the big game. LSU uh, beating Florida. I mean, who saw that coming? And now South Carolina, it's so funny. The two teams the Gamecocks beat this season, both their head coaches have been fired. Gus Malzahn getting fired late Sunday, which I honestly I thought was really surprising. I know they've been wanting him out for a while, but that I think just the timing of it is what really surprised me there. But uh, no, yeah, great weekend, man. We obviously got a lot to talk about, like I said, and of course, a lot of you tuning in because of the awesome conversation we have as well. And I put out a little snippet on social media on Sunday night. And I mean, the, the convo is informative, yes, but it is absolutely hysterical. Steven Garcia taking the time. You have to respect, love him or hate him. The thing with Steven Garcia is this. You have to respect how genuine that dude is. There is not a fake bone in that man's body. He is who he is, and he does not give a damn how you feel about it. He's a genuinely good dude, too, by the way. I don't want to get that twist and get that lost. Steven is a genuinely good dude, an awesome dude, and the fact he would take time to chat with us, chat with me on, on the airwaves, obviously, and talk about everything going on with the Gamecocks is awesome. Um, couple of things really quickly before we get into the actual show. First things first, I, I haven't seen any questions yet, which I've liked, but I know I was surprised of these random ads that are popping up at like the beginning of the show, mainly at the beginning. And I don't know if they've been anywhere else throughout the show. And I know you guys are probably wondering, what the hell is that? I was thinking to myself, what the hell is that? So I'll let you guys in on the back end side of things in regards to, you know, when you have a podcast, there's a podcast hosting platform. Again, I'll keep it short because I know this stuff is probably really boring to a lot of you. There's a podcast hosting platform and my hosting platform, if you will, helps me get ads. So when you hear like my bookie, they're the ones assisting in me doing that. And there's a revenue split and I can go into crazy details on that. So they're trying something different right now, which is programmatic ads. Again, I don't even hardly understand it. They just sent me an email about it. I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Well, that's what those are. Those are programmatic ads. And I emailed them and I told them, hey, like I'm already, you know, I, I don't want to add any more ads, especially ones that I don't approve. So guys, if you're wondering, I'm not trying to fill this show and flood this show with ads. I don't want you to think that I'm doing that. But 
it is a business and, you know, the listens help and, you know, we have to generate revenue and that's just kind of what it is. So again, I know for the most part, you guys don't care, but I thought it was something weird. I know if I, I, if I was a listener, I would be very confused as far as what the hell is going on. So that's what it is. I just wanted you guys to know I was aware of it. Again, I haven't seen any questions and I don't think people really are that upset about it or really care or whatever it may be. And I appreciate you guys being flexible with that, but just to let you know, I'm aware of it. It's programmatic ads with my, uh, with my hosting platform, they make money. I make money. Everybody is happy. So again, thank you guys for being flexible and being cool with that. Also, one quick thing that I do want to plug, and I went back and forth on this, but you know what? I've had people DM me and you know what? It's the holiday season and it's a giving season. And I, I thought that I would make this option available. So as you guys know, I've done the Patreon page and I don't like doing Patreon because I'll be totally honest with you guys. I don't like putting my content behind a paywall. Like, I don't want to have to determine, oh, you got to pay for this content, but this content is free. My goal is to mass produce content. Like, I don't want to put it, I don't want to put it behind a paywall. For example, my first idea was, hey, we're going to put the interviews behind a paywall and just to help generate revenue for the business, whatever it may be. And then we'll just do the regular show as that's the free portion. But again, I just, when I, you know, those interviews are great work. You know what I mean? And I want that content to be spread to the masses. I want all of my content to be spread to the masses. So that's why you don't see me pushing Patreon like that. Like I really, you know, I respect people that do the Patreon. I know a lot of people have a lot of success with Patreon. It's just really not my thing. Like it's, it's just really not my thing. But I have had people DMing me and commenting and saying, Chris, we want to support the show. How can we do so? We want to support the business. And I will say first things first. Thank you. That is such a blessing. And it's almost overwhelming to think about that you guys are supportive in that way. But thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. But if you go, I'm giving you the guys that option for those who have asked. If you go to the spursupshow.com, which you may have seen this already, if you go to the website, you scroll down a little bit on the right hand side above where we have our sponsors listed, you'll see support the support the Spurs Up Show, donate with PayPal. You can now make a donation. Again, it's the holiday season. It's the giving season. If you feel so compelled, and somebody actually did this on Sunday, by the way, and I want to give them a shout-out really quickly because that was awesome. Um, let me see. I've got to find it. Let's see. Let's see. Who did it? Who did it? Oh, I'm, I'm got, I've got to find this. I have to find this. Um, let's see. Gosh, am I not going to be able to find it, dude? Anyway, somebody made a donation, though, just out of the blue, and I am very thankful for that. I think it was – here, I, I can find it now. It was, I think – who was it? Was it Rob Hall? God, if I'm just saying your name and you didn't, I apologize. I really do. Anyways, anyways, I, I will figure that out, and I will, I will DM you. I will find you, whatever. If you did that, thank you so much. But again, you have that option. You have that opportunity. I just want to make that clear, guys, because a lot of you have DM me about it. If you want to support the Spurs Up show, and yes, I will give you a shout on the podcast. I will send you a sticker. I will do whatever. Uh, and if you do donate, please DM me. Please DM me, because I want to recognize you, and I want to thank you personally. I'll give you a call. I'll Zoom call with you, whatever you want to do, just to say thanks. But again, you have that option. So I want to make you guys aware of that. Okay, I feel like I've been rambling. Let's dive into the actual main meat and potatoes of the show. Again, you come to yourself on a Monday and you're like, man, nothing really happened over the weekend. What are we going to talk about? Well, there have been some updates on the formation of the coaching staff, if you will. Who will Shane Beamer bring back? Who will he let go? There has been a lot of speculation on that front. And I would like to think that this is the week we're going to start to hear 
some more concrete, you know, evidence, if you will, on who's going to come back, who's going to stay, who are the coordinators going to be, whatever. But I want to give you guys some insight on what I'm hearing. So and it might kind of surprise you because I've seen a lot of names thrown around. You know, will Bobby Bentley come back, Rod Wilson, Connor Shaw, Kitchens, whatever, all the assistant coaches. And when you have a coaching change, of course, you expect there, there won't be a lot of holdovers, right? Like, like staffs change. Like Shane Beamer is going to bring in who he wants to bring in. He's going to bring in guys he wants to be surrounded with. And that's not going to be all the guys, not nearly all the guys that Will Muschamp have. But I will tell you guys this. There are three names that I'm hearing right now that it sounds like will be returning to Gamecock football under Shane Beamer. And again, these are all rumors. This is what I'm hearing from people, my sources that I trust. So I, I would say this word is, is better than just some random word on the street. And I'll start with this. Again, three names that I'm hearing. The first name, the Gamecocks running game in 2020 was fantastic. And the man behind it is the first name I'm going to say, and that is running backs coach Des Kitchings. Des Kitchings, again, I, I think that would be fantastic to bring him back. Somebody who's very, very well respected, a really, really good recruiter. Obviously, we saw what he did with, uh, with Kevin Harris, and I can't wait to see what he's going to do with Marshawn Lloyd and that two-headed monster. And you got a guy like Deshaun Fenwick, and you got a guy um, like Zaquandre White that I think that can help you in that room as well. So that's the first name, name I'm hearing, Des Kitchings. I, I think Des Kitchings most likely does make a return because I think of it almost this way. Like, outside of just bringing in somebody you're more familiar with or you're better friends with, like, who are you going to bring in that's a better coach? Because, I mean, Des Kitchings is widely respected in the college football game. Like, like, he's one of the better running backs coaches out there. So would not surprise me. That's the first name I'm hearing is Des Kitchings. The second name that I'm hearing on who is going to return for South Carolina, former Gamecocks linebacker Rod Wilson. Rod Wilson, Super Bowl champion. First year on the staff was this past season. Will Muschamp brought him in, which I think was a fantastic move. And I will tell you guys this, and I will not mention the kid's name, but I heard from my source that South Carolina was set to lose one of its top defensive players, like one of its gems on defense unless Rod Wilson was retained. So, again, I think there's probably two reasons Rod Wilson will be coming back. Well, really three. Number one, he's a good football coach. I, and I give him credit. He's a good coach. Number two, though, that kid leaving. Again, I'm not going to say the kid's name, whatever, because it's all speculation, but big-time player, a guy you would not want to lose. Let's just put it that way. And I think the third reason, again, because he's a former Gamecock. And I think that's a big thing to have a lot of former Gamecocks on staff. And I think that's something you're going to see with Shane Beamer. Again, he's going to try to win over as far as the fan base and win over this program, bringing back that culture, bringing back, you know, bringing Gamecock blood into the program. I think that's what you're going to see Shane Beamer do. I don't think I'm telling you, you guys anything uh, you, you couldn't have guessed. You don't really know. But Rod Wilson, the second guy that I expect to be retained going on to this new staff in 2021. And finally, the third guy that I'm hearing, and this one should come as no surprise, he said, quote, best players are culture-led. Best, the best cultures are player-led. I totally just butchered that quote. But again, he said, quote, the best cultures are player-led. The all-time winningest quarterback in school history, the third name I'm hearing, Connor Shaw at quarterback's coach. Um, those are the three. Again, and, and it's not a surprise at all. Obviously, Shaw getting the opportunity this season to coach quarterbacks under Mike Bobo. And again, that's just a guy you have to have around your program. You, you have to have Connor Shaw around your program in some capacity. Well, and, and 
he has that relationship with Shane Beamer. Shane Beamer literally recruited the guy. If you thought that he was going to get rid of Shaw or not bring him back on staff, you're just absolutely crazy. So, again, the three names I'm hearing, Des Kitchings, Rod Wilson, and Connor Shaw. Now, I know a lot of you have questions. Chris, what about Mike Bobo? What about Bobby Bentley? What about these other guys? All gone. From what I'm hearing, they're all gone. I think the name that's probably going to surprise you the most is Bobby Bentley. And I've already had people text me that I've been talking to over the weekend. Why not Bobby Bentley? Why would Bentley not come back? He's done such a great job. He's done such a great job as a recruiter. I would challenge you with this. Have you ever thought about the fact he might not want to come back? And I know that sounds crazy, but did you know that this past season, Bobby Bentley hit the year requirement for retirement in the state of South Carolina as a, as a South Carolina state employee, I guess, or whatever. So, like, he's coached long enough to hit that mark. So, I mean, I know he loves the game of football, and, you know, he's a football guy, and it's much easier said than done for me to sit here on, on, on the other end of the mic and say, oh, yeah, just retire and, you know, count your money and do whatever. But maybe he's gotten to the point where he's like, you know what, instead of sticking it out with a new staff, I think I'm good. So, because, I, I mean, I, I thought Bobby Bentley would be kept on too. And, again, he might still be. This is just what I'm hearing. I thought Bobby Bentley would be kept on too, but – that seems to be not the case. Uh, the other one was Mike Bobo. This one kind of surprised me because I heard from other people that if Shane Beamer got hired, he was going to keep Mike Bobo on staff. So that one kind of surprised me. And, and I can't say that I'm upset about it because, you know, the offense, what Mike Bobo did this year, I, and I, I think he did a fantastic job for South Carolina. I, I really do. Um, when you take a look at just what they had, what he had to work with, I think the offense was pretty damn good in 2020. I don't think the offense was the reason you went two and eight, to be totally honest with you. And I know many of you would agree. But as far as, you know, again, I'm expecting to see South Carolina have a up-tempo, spread it out, aggressive style of offense. And I just don't know that Mike Bobo totally fits that bill. Um you know, again, it is what it is. I think Mike Bobo's a really good offensive coach. I don't want it to come off that way. I think he did a great job with South Carolina. But, again, that's just what I'm hearing. Those three, Des Kitchings, Connor Shaw, and Rod Wilson, will be the three returning. Again, that leaves everyone else being dismissed. Take it for what it's worth. That's what I'm hearing on my end. And, again, my source that told me, he's never been wrong. So, his word is better than most. <laughs> Put it that way. So, But, again, we'll see what happens. I think we're going to start to see that really shake out this week as well. Now, what about the coordinators? I know everybody, everybody's been DMing. Everybody's been commenting. Chris, what about coordinators? What about coordinators? Who's going to be the coordinator? Who's the OC? Who's the DC? I will reiterate and tell you guys what, I heard, what I've heard since the beginning. I heard that when and if Shane Beamer got hired, his preferences were going to be this. Garrett Riley at OC, who is the brother of Lincoln Riley and the head coach at SMU, which I think would be a home run hire, by the way. Garrett Riley is OC at DC. I heard Barry Odom was his number one target, the former Missouri head coach and now the defensive coordinator at Arkansas. I heard if it was not Barry Odom, if Barry Odom said, no, I don't want to come to Columbia, I heard Bud Foster would be a name that would be very, very highly considered. But do I have anything concrete here on a Monday, December the 14th? No, I do not. I know just damn near about as much as you guys do. I'll be totally honest. And, yes, I'm ready to know who the coordinators are. Like, I'm tired of wondering. Like, we all want to know. We're like, who the hell are the coordinators? But that's all I got for you. As, as soon as I hear something, 
Trust me, you guys will know it from me. But right now, they're keeping this thing very much under wraps. Everything is quiet on that front. But again, I'm sticking with what I heard from the beginning. It sounds like those are the top guys that Shane Beamer wants, or at least he wanted at some point, Garrett Riley at OC and Barry Odom or Bud Foster at D.C. So we'll see if that comes to fruition, and we'll see if one of the two or maybe none of the two will come to fruition. We'll see what happens. But hopefully, I mean, I'm thinking, you know, you got signing day on Wednesday. I mean, you got to think within the next few weeks, at, at the worst, we're going to find out who these guys are going to be. So, again, Shane Beamer taking his time. He's going to go out, pay these assistants, get the best possible assistance. I totally respect it. Now, speaking of Shane Beamer and the South Carolina program, I wanted to give you guys some very, very interesting insight that I learned about over the weekend. Now, I had the opportunity. I won't say who I was with, the people, great people, by the way. We had a fantastic weekend. But I was actually hanging out with a current South Carolina player, believe it or not. And again, I will not mention the kid's name, who he is. Awesome kid, though. Really enjoyed the weekend. Um, we had great talks about ball, not ball, whatever. We, it, is, it was an awesome time. But he kind of opened up and expanded on the Will Muschamp tenure, the hiring of Shane Beamer. You know, obviously he was at the, the introductory meeting and all that. And again, I'm not going to mention the kid's name, anything about the kid, whatever. But I wanted to give you guys this insight because after listening to him talk, I am so, I mean, I was already fired up. We're all already fired up, all aboard the Shane Train, Beamer Ball, all that good stuff. But I'm so fired up after listening to this kid talk about Shane Beamer and the changes coming to Gamecock football and what Shane Beamer said. And again, he didn't give us every single detail of what Beamer said and stuff like that. But I asked him, I was like, you know, what was the overall general consensus? You know, I was just curious. Like, what, you know, how, did you guys, you know, did you get to talk to him? Did you like him? He said he got to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with Beamer after his introductory remarks. But he said that the team loves this guy, like loves him. And he feels a major, major culture shift. A better culture is literally what he said. A better culture coming to Gamecock football. Um, and there were things, listen, that he went into detail on on the, on the Muschamp tenure and things that made you scratch your head a little bit. I'll just be totally honest. And, uh, you know, I mean, we've all heard this rumor, the whole practicing on Sundays in full pads. That was a thing. That was a thing. And you wonder why guys got hurt under the last regime. You wonder, well, there you go. You're playing a physical sport that you don't even give time, guys time to recover. A Sunday practice in full pads, that sounds like a punishment to me. And yet that's what they were doing. But – Hearing him talk about Shane Beamer as far as the changes he's going to bring, as far as the culture is concerned, what he had to say. And again, I mean, you would expect anybody to say that, that that introductory meeting went well. But to hear it come from a current South Carolina football player and a guy that plays, by the way, I want to make that very clear. This is not some, you know, whatever. And it wouldn't matter who it was, but a guy that plays. Again, I won't mention his name, but uh, – Really awesome stuff, man. Gamecock football is in a great place. They're in great hands right now. And, again, I'm just so fired up for what's to come in the future. So fired up. And that was, again, really cool to sit down and have those conversations and to hear from a player firsthand. Um, and the player did know what I do, by the way. He recognized me. Um, you know, it was uh, it was interesting. He, he didn't take any – you know, he, he didn't have any hard feelings about the whole Muschamp stuff. He thought it was funny, actually. So, you know, it is what it is. It, 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 you know, it's all good, and it, it's great to have those conversations. Blessed to be in those positions to have those conversations. But, man, I, I just would say to Gamecock fans, we're all already fired up. We're all already excited about the whole Shane Beamer thing. Guess what? The players are, too. 
And, and, and that's a great start. You know what I mean? When your guys are fired up for this dude, that's a great start. Can't wait to see what the future brings. All right, let's go ahead and dive into your listener questions, and we'll get into Steven Garcia conversation, guys. Um, WM underscore 4IB, biggest recruiting need for next season. Wide receiver, linebacker, DB. I mean, really everything. <laughs> like You need a little bit of everything. But, yeah, definitely wide receiver and linebacker, bro. Those would certainly be the top two. Um, William Dennis, 12. How effective do you think Beamer will be in his first year and how many wins? Like I said, I put out my predictions on Friday. I've got six and six. I think going 500 or better or is very, very, very realistic for this South Carolina football team. Um, let's see. OM Gaines, will, will we get a, quote, big-name hire for defensive coordinator? Yes, I, I, I believe Shane Beamer is right now obviously working on it, but – I think he's going to hire an all-star staff. I mean, that's literally why he took less money. He's going to go out there and pay the best. He's going to pay the best. He's not going to settle for anybody. So, yes, I think it'll be I, – I mean, maybe – will it be like the biggest name? I don't. I can't say for certain that, but it will be a very, very high-quality football coach. I have no doubt about that. Uh, Sports Talk Benji, would Coastal Carolina beat us? I think right now, yes. I mean, how could you say no? Um I'd love to see Zach Pickens go up against their five foot nine center though and bully him for four quarters. But I mean, I have to say yes because the way they're playing, I mean, they've earned it. They've earned it. A top 10 team now, which is insane to me. Um, Adam underscore Madison, do you think Marco Wilson will be welcome back into Gainesville? That's the guy that threw the shoe. I, God. Uh, Maddox free 11. How are you feeling about Colton Gothier? Feel great. Feel great, man. I'm feeling great. I I, uh, I think it's going to be fun in the quarterback room next year for sure. Um, Jake Roth, 21, what would be your ideal realistic bowl game option and opponent? The Gasparilla Bowl would be great because it's in Tampa, and it's January 2nd. Take me down to Florida for a bowl game. I'd love that. Uh, opponent, I don't even care, man. Like As long as we're in a bowl game, I have another game to preview and break down, and we can go watch. Hey, I'm all, I'm all for it. Let's play whoever. I don't give a damn. Um, Jake Roth, 21 again. If Frank Martin never went to the Final Four – would he still be coaching at South Carolina? Now, that is an interesting question. Would he still be coaching at South Carolina? Um, I don't know. Can you say for certain? I mean, I would say yes, just because, again, I, who would you go get this better? I mean, I, you know, at some point, if, if things keep going how they're going and you keep missing the postseason, you're going to have to make a change, yes, but – I think probably, yeah. I think he probably still would be. Uh, T West 6305, Malzon as OC. Yeah, with him being fired, who knows? Uh, no, nah, I, I I don't really want to retread like that. You know what I mean? I, I just, you know, I mean, would it be the worst hire? No, for sure. But, eh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's see. BJ Holmes underscore 90. Why didn't Holinsky play? I mean, all I can say means he got beat out. That's all you can say. I, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm not behind the scenes. I have no idea. Emory Moore Jr. with two questions. The first one, we should make Chris Phillips the offensive coordinator. I love that idea. Best suggestion I've heard all year. Uh, his final question, who would win in a fight? One trillion lions or the sun? Bro, really? The sun? What do you mean? You can have a gazillion lions. I don't give them how many lions you have. The sun is winning that battle. So the more you know, uh, give me, give me, I'm putting my money on the sun. So great questions. Great stuff, guys. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you so much here on a Monday yet again. I will say this as well before we dive into our interview. 
some really, really exciting stuff right now is happening behind the scenes, and I will be announcing it probably this week. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a pure blessing, and it's all thanks to you guys for your love and support. Things like this could not be possible without you. Again, you'll probably hear on the podcast this week, and you'll see it across social media. But thank you guys again for the love and support, for tuning in, um, and help. You know, you, you guys let me live my dream. I don't take that for granted. So, I mean, this is awesome. Um, great stuff here on a Monday, guys. Now, this conversation is legendary. I, I'm telling you, this combo is hysterical. It's informative. It is entertaining. The all-time GOAT, the all-time legend, one of the best to ever do it at South Carolina, and arguably the most entertaining and interesting player to ever wear that garnet and black. And a true Gamecock, and a true Gamecock legend, guys. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. we got a lot of great stuff happening this week. Stay tuned for that. But for now, enjoy this conversation with former Gamecocks quarterback Steven Garcia. All right, joining us today on the Spurs Up show, very excited, a guest that truly needs no introduction, but guys, just in case you forgot, he went 20 and 14 as the South Carolina starting quarterback from 2008 to 2011, third all-time passing yards, 7,597 yards, he threw 47 touchdowns over his career, also ran for 777 yards, 16 total touchdowns as well, and led, obviously, South Carolina to the SEC title in 2010, and obviously the games, who can forget him, the win over against Alabama, all of the great games while he was in Columbia and also is a Gamecocks legend, and that is putting it lightly. Very pleased to be joined by former Gamecocks quarterback and a friend of the show who we've had on before, Stephen Garcia. Stephen, appreciate you taking the time, man. It's a pleasure to have you back on. It's been too long. Yeah, no kidding, man. Hey, cheers. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I know we were talking a little bit off air, but you were actually the uh, the first guest, like the first really, really big guest interview I had, and that's no disrespect to your friend Perry Orth, by the way, but uh, that was the first show that really blew up, like the first interview that really blew up. So I just want to say, before we get going, thank you, because I think that was a big moment for the business and the brand, and you willing to take your time and come chat about your career. And obviously, like I said, we're going to talk a lot more today about Shane Beamer and what's going on with current day Gamecock football. But uh, no, seriously, thank you for taking the time, man. It's, it's, an, it's a yeah, pleasure to Anytime, chat with man. you. So, Anytime, yeah, I, man. It's always a good time. Yeah, but before we dive into the football stuff, I want to ask you this. So I had your good buddy, your former teammate, uh, Mike Davis, on the show. The OG Mike Davis, not the NFL Mike Davis, the OG yeah. Mike Davis. And yeah, I had Mike – yeah, I had Mike – yeah, yeah, he talked about that. I had Mike in studio, and uh, as he was leaving, he stopped, and he looked at me. He's like, hey, man, I, I got to say, he's like, has anybody ever told you you look a lot like Steven Garcia? <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, is that a compliment or an insult? I mean – Oh, it's definitely a compliment, man. You probably get tons of ass for doing that. <laughs> no comment. No comment. All right. Well, hey, let's go on the field. Obviously, South Carolina current day, rough 2020 football season. I want to talk first, before we get into the coaching stuff, let's talk about the quarterback position because I picked Perry's brain about this a lot, and I want to get your take as well. Um, obviously, with the way things went down, Colin Hill comes in, transfers to Colorado State, wins the job. I think Luke Doty's probably the guy of the future when you think of Shane Beamer and what they're going to run offensively. I think it's probably going to go a lot more to a spread, up-tempo, modern attack, if you will. But just talk about the quarterback position at South Carolina, and specifically Luke Doty. Obviously, a true freshman. You've been there. You've been thrust into the fire early, and you know how tough it is for a true freshman to, uh, to have success in the SEC. But things you saw from Luke Doty, things you liked, you want to see him work on and polish up. Like, what do you think his future is at South Carolina? I mean, I think it's bright. Uh... You know, I think the, the guys that we hit, we're recruiting right now, uh, I think they are kind of similar type players, you know, dual threat guys. Um, and that's kind of what, what Coach Beamer has been around the last couple of years over at Oklahoma with, 
with Baker Mayfield and, you know, Kyler Murray and, you know, the Spencer Rattler kid, you know, you got to be dual threat these days. It, it's hard to kind of be a drop back guy. And especially in the SEC, man, you got to be able to wiggle around a little bit. And uh, as, that's kind of, that's kind of where the game's going. You know, I, 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 I'm good friends with Ryan Helensky and, you know, I hope that he gets another shot to kind of prove himself uh, because he's not only a good player, man, he, he's a, he's a good dude off the field and, uh, he's always been cool with me, and you know I hope to see that you know he gets another chance. But as far as uh, as far as moving forward, man, I who who the hell knows? Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell Beamer's going to do. No, nobody really does. <laughs> uh, but judging from what he's been doing at Oklahoma, man, it's 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 going to be the dual threat guy, and you know we'll see what uh, we'll see what Luke can do. Yeah, before we talk. Offense. Yeah, before we, I was going to say, before we talk about Beamer's impact right now, because obviously you were one of the top, you know, players, alumni, whatever, that was advocating for Shane Beamer to get the job. And there were a ton of you guys. I want to go back to while you were at South Carolina, 08 to 11. Obviously, Shane Beamer was there. I'm assuming he was one of the lead guys in recruiting you, correct? I mean, was that, was he like the, how involved was he in your recruitment? I'll ask you that first. He, he was he was not there when he was recruit uh, okay was okay he was not there no. okay well talk about them when you were on campus obviously again this is a guy you developed a relationship with and he was coaching um I believe it was on the def- defensive side of the ball defensive backs and the special teams coordinator and he did become the recruiting ca- coordinator for you guys but obviously you were around this guy a lot just your memories from Shane Beer and obviously the word that was thrown around a lot in the co- the coaching search was culture getting the culture back into columbia and i was able to fortunate to talk with your former teammate dj swearinger he talked about it. they talked about re, you know reestablishing the standard in columbia but just talk about the type Correct. of guy he is the type of coach he is what do you remember specifically from when you were columbia shane beamer the impression he left on you just just the first thing that you know i've had this question asked me you know a, a few times and the the one word that i can describe him with is just passion he is a very passionate dude and he loves Columbia, man. He's, he still has an eight four three, you know, area code number. And uh, I mean, he, he's high energy, high urgency guy. You know, he comes from a lineage of a Hall of Fame coach, and you know, he he loves he loves Columbia, man. He he loves Gamecock football, and you know, there's a reason that he's here and why he got the job. You know, without having any sort of coordinator or head coaching experience. And I know a lot of people, you know, were kind of giving him shit about that, but dude, like that, you the former players that know this guy we all advocated for him and there's a reason he he's where he's at and I'm looking forward to it. I, I can't freaking wait. I was actually texting with him, you know, uh, back and forth today. And I'm, I'm, I, I honestly can't wait. I'm, I'm super ecstatic about it. Um, I think it's going to bring a lot of urgency, a lot of energy back into the program. For sure. Like I said, that word culture and getting the standard back that, that was the common theme. And, and I said this a lot and you can speak to this a lot more than I can, but I said to people that I think in a lot of different coaching searches, maybe that wouldn't be the most important thing, right? But I think in this one, this is a unique situation because you see kind of, and it's with all due respect to the previous staff and what they did, whatever, you saw that kind of fall off. Um, for as sure. Far as, yeah, you, you saw, you know, let's just call it for what it is, players going at fans, going at coaches, and it just became a swirling shitstorm of divisiveness. Um, talk about specifically, cause again, people speak to that a lot, but I, I want fans to understand and get your take and perspective on it. The culture that we all talk about Beamer getting that culture back and setting that standard, explain that. Like, what do you specifically mean when you say that? He is a player's coach first, mm-hmm. you know, he's not going to have these coaches where he may not, I, I, I don't know, but I, you know, he was there with Spurrier. He saw coach Spurrier, how he treated his staff. He saw how he treated the players. I mean, you know, excluding me because Spurrier fucking hated me. So that's a different, that's a different story. Uh, but he saw how he interacted with all the other players. And uh, 
dude, I mean, you, you let these guys go, you let the, they're, they're, they have other lives, you know, outside of football. And when you are, you are locked in at football, football, football all the time. You, I mean, you just get burned out. I mean, it's, that's just call it what it is. And I think, you know, having him see that and see how coach Burr kind of approached the, the coaching staff and their families, the players and their families, it just, that's, that's how it's gotta be. It's gotta, you gotta have that balance. And I think he's, I think he's going to thrive at it, man. It's, it's going to be a lot different. Um, there's some other stuff that, you know, I, I could tell you off record as far as some of the former players, you know, with this past administration, you could say, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I, th- I feel like it's going to be, a, it's going to be a relief. It's going to be a little breath of fresh air. And uh, you know, I think, I think he's going to thrive, man. Mm. And that's interesting too. Cause again, you mentioned the past administration you heard a lot of positives about, just everything they did. I mean, we don't have to like dive into details too much, but I wanted to ask you about specifically what happened in this 2020 season with Will Muschamp, you know, getting canned after the old Miss game. Were you surprised when it happened? And were you surprised that it happened? I know some yes. people were saying, you know, let him coach out the rest of the year or hey, even give him another year. Cause you know, I, I think the funny thing, Steven is like, it's easy in June. And I'm sure you've experienced this as a player and a coach. It's easy in June and July in the off season to be like, oh, well, it's a COVID year. It's a wash. Who cares? I heard a lot of that. It doesn't matter. But when you get into it week by week and you're seeing it unfold on the field and there's a there's emotion swirling, like that's much easier to say in the off season than it is to live through a two and eight year and just be like, ah, it's a gimme. Who cares? Whatever. But like, were you surprised how it went down in regards to him getting, you know, in South Carolina paying the buyout? I mean, a lot of us didn't think they'd do that. I mean, I think they have to do that, right? Isn't yeah, that- no, yeah. I'm just saying a lot of us didn't think they'd pull the trigger because they would not want to pay the buyout as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, man, I Coach Muschamp has been absolutely awesome to me. And as far as I'm as far as I know, he's been awesome to all the, the former players. Mm. Um, I have the utmost respect for, for Coach Muschamp. Just, you know, shit just wasn't getting done, man. At the end of the day, and, you know, he'll be the first one to tell you. I mean, it, at the end of the day, it comes down to wins and losses. Like, yeah. that's just that's just how it goes. And, you know, it's unfortunate. You know, this year has been an absolute clusterfuck. Um, it's beyond, beyond, I, I, it's, it's yeah. indescribable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it sucks that he got, you got canned, but, you know, it's, it's a business, you know. Yeah. Let's, let's also consider he got canned and made what 17 million dollars yeah 15 million he'll he'll make you should there's a graphic with it's like 3.4 this year 3.7 next year 4.1 then like 4.3 so so i mean at the, at the end of the day man like he's gonna be he's he's gonna he's, he's be okay. fine he's yeah he's not gonna be <laughs> yeah. in this in the kitchen soup line or you know the whatever the hell that shit's called you know what i'm saying like he's, yeah, he's not gonna sure. he's not gonna be you know scavenging for or foraging for food He's going to be all right. Um, but at the end of the day, like nobody wants to see their, you know, their, their careers and their coaching, you know, kind of end. he's going to, he's going to land on his feet, but he's got a nice little landing pad. So there's that. Um, but yeah, I think, I think, you know, judging from, from what I've been hearing around Columbia, it, it was time for a change. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and that leads us into the coaching search. And again, we're t- going to talk specifically about Shane Beamer, because what I think was really, really interesting was once Will Muschamp was fired, obviously the question moves to who's your next head football coach. And you heard kind of the usual suspects, right? You heard like the Hugh Freezes. You heard the Billy yeah. Napiers. You heard even Jamie Chadwell obviously started to gain momentum because of the success Coastal's had. But I don't feel like Shane Beamer, it was certainly a name on the short list, but it picked up a lot of momentum when guys like yourself, Pat DeMarco, DJ Swearinger, uh, Devontae Holloman, I, Marcus Ladin. We're talking about the greatest to ever wear the garnet and black started to get behind this guy. 
why do you think again? And I'm sure it just goes back to the relationship you had there. But like, why do you think players were so so quick to jump on the Shane Beamer bandwagon? Like, because it's like everybody all at once just kind of got behind this guy. Yeah, I mean, because we know him. You know, we played for him. Mm. We we saw how we interacted with you know his specific players. We saw he's you know interacted with his family, interacted with the other coaches, interacted with you know the players. Like in, like we know the guy. I don't, I don't know Napier. I, I have no fucking clue what that guy. I have no idea about that guy. And I, to be honest, I could care was it less. Clemson when you were in college. You actually Clemson when you were there. So that's kind of interesting. Then fuck him. Who? I, I, to hell with that guy. I, I don't. I don't. Who gives a shit? That is. That doesn't. That doesn't yeah. mean anything. It, yeah. yeah. Beamer. Beamer is. He bleeds garnet and black. And I don't. I mean, I'm sure you saw that video that they posted. Yeah. The guy's like tearing up and he's emotional, walking on in Williams Bryce, man. Like that. If that doesn't speak to you, man, then I don't. Then I don't know what the hell to tell you. Like. Yeah. That the guy, the guy bleeds it, and uh, he's going to do wonders, man. I, I don't think there's any doubt in my mind. Yeah, your, your thoughts. I just want to get your thoughts initially when he got the job. You found out it became official uh, again. I'm sure that had to be an awesome moment for you because again, it's the guy you're literally pulling for, and you feel like is the best fit. And I think too, like I talked about this with uh, it was either with Perry or or maybe Alex McGrath, whoever it was, but just the fact that a Gamecock is getting a shot. Like, I I feel like a lot in the coaching ranks, you know, and all due respect to him, but you're seeing former Georgia quarterback this, former Georgia this, former Florida this. It's like, where are the Gamecock coaches? And I know there's a lot of good Gamecocks, including yourself, Perry, Jason Barnes, who's over at Dutch Fork. I think he should get a look for wide receivers coach. Like, you know, Cliff Matthews is coaching D-line. Like, there's a lot of Gamecocks that are doing really, really good things in the coaching ranks. And I, th- I thought it was awesome the fact that we finally get to see a Gamecock get a shot at the University of South Carolina. I'm sure you'd agree with that. No, that's that's a damn good point, dude, honestly. Uh, and, yeah, I, <laughs> people tell me all the time. I, I, I can't even tell you how many DMs and shit I've got for people telling me, oh, you should you should reach out to Coach Beamer and tell me when to coach, you know, quarterbacks. I have way too much social media baggage <laughs> for them to, for Coach Tanner to even consider yeah. doing that. And I'm okay with that, dude. I'll go up there and run camps, you know, right. once a month, and I'm mm-hmm. cool. With that. I, I I love what I'm doing right now. I could not imagine myself doing anything else. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, Cliff Travian. I mean, mm-hmm. those guys are with Coach Elliott over at Georgia State. Mm-hmm. Jason Barnes is kicking ass at Dutch Fork. Perry loves Columbia. He absolutely loves Columbia. Big Columbia guy. Big Columbia. The guy. biggest Columbia guy of all time. <laughs> and I give him shit about that all the time. And I'm sure when he sees this, he's gonna laugh his ass yeah. off. Um. But yeah, I mean, like having having those guys around, and if 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 Coach Beamer can have those guys kind of implemented somehow, you know, obviously Travian and Cliff are, you know, contracted with Coach Elliott over there. But I mean, having those those group of guys that are around the Columbia area, Devontae, I mean, these guys kind of gravitating towards that area. I mean, that that's going to help with recruiting. It's going to help with freaking everything. Yeah. And I think too, just kind of relating this back to this current day Gamecock football team. And again, what we're talking about beamer and his connection to usc and culture and i I thought one of the things he said in his introductory presser that that really stuck out to me was when they asked him what type of guys are you going to go recruit he said guys that want to be gamecocks that are as grateful to be a gamecock as i am and i think about a guy like luke doty who from all accounts everything i've heard he he loves being a gamecock and i i thought of honestly my mind went to this when they inserted him in that missouri game late in the season and you know i was close enough to field you saw heads pick up and you saw the body language change. And it reminded me a lot, Stephen, when you were inserted in the lineup and everybody I've ever talked to that was a former teammate, you talked about just the energy you brought, how everybody rallied around you. Just no disrespect to the other guys on the roster, but it was just different. Um, And I thought that was something that's really neat. I want to ask you about your former teammate, Connor Shaw, as well, because obviously I think he's, 
he's going to get a shot to coach quarterbacks, especially with Shane Beamer being there, and which I think we all love and is awesome. But he talked about when he spoke to the media, the best cultures, again, speaking back to the culture, the best cultures are player-led. Um, right. You know, he spoke to that when he was there, and obviously when you were there. Just just speak to that in general, because, again, I know that was something that was evolving when you got to South Carolina, and then you saw it come to fruition in 2010, and then 2011, what South Carolina did and beyond after you're gone. I mean, it, it speaks volumes to what he was talking about. No, he, he was 100% accurate on that. Um, 100% accurate. Uh, and, then that, and then that's a testament to Coach Spurrier. As much as we butted heads, and, you know, I got voted captain, you know, four years in a row, but he would never <laughs> officially announce it because me and him butted heads so much because I didn't wear a fucking collared shirt. I didn't shave my face and wear and cut my hair. And I was extremely hard-headed. I still am hard-headed. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, dude, we would have player-led meetings weekly. I mean, not, not necessarily daily, but every week. And we're, we're sitting there talking about, like, all right, what are, what are we going to do? These coaches, they're going to tell us where to go, how to do it, and with it. But what are we going to do as players? How are we going to win the SEC? How are we going to win the SEC East? How are we going to win the SEC? How are we going to beat Clemson? How are we going to beat Georgia? What are we doing specifically as a team, as teammates, as brothers, to 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 get the damn job done? Mm. And so Connor's one hundred percent right on that. Um, I think he could be a quarterback. You know, I I think he should be the quarterback coach. And he he needs to be a coach in some capacity. Mm. Uh, and I think he will be. I think Coach Beamer's going to do that. I know he's already up there. Um, he's not a, as good as a quarterback coach as, as I would be, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. They'll have to settle. It is what it is, man. It always, it, it'll always be what it is, man. <laughs> I, I, it's, I am perfectly content where I'm at right now. So no, I, I, I was going to say, too, I, I know you probably uh, got a little irritated this year when you talk about Spurrier. I mean, the pictures are all over all over Google of, of you and you shaved and you cut the hair and it was a rough look for a little bit. It was, it was kind of a rough look a little bit, a little, a little was, bit. I mean, dude, and you see, you see a guy like you see a guy like Colin Hill this year, they just let him grow the hair. He's got the full beard. I mean, that know. would never have, that would have never <laughs> have happened with coach prayer. This, this damn guy made me shave my beard. Well, we're getting ready to play Georgia in Athens as I'm a freaking senior. Just killing 20- the mojo, just killing the mojo. Dude, I'm, I'm 22 years old, 23 years old, and this guy's telling me with our team psychiatrist, he's like, why, why won't this guy shave his face? I'm like, coach, we literally kick off in like two hours, three hours. Like, what are we talking about? You know, but, you know, I was young and dumb. Oh, so. my gosh. Yeah, well, you know, Spurrier's not the easiest guy to get along. I, I want to move to again. Let's talk about if you have – I know you've been throwing some names around on social media in regards to coaches you want to see join the staff. Is there anybody – because, you know, people ask me, hey, man, who's going to be the next OC in D.C.? And you're like, bro, do you realize how many coaches there are in college football that Shane Beamer could pick? I mean, I don't really know. But I know you – if there's anybody that jumps out to you that maybe you think would be a good, a good fit. And then also, we got to talk about this. Again, you, you feel – pretty passionately about who should be the next strength coach at South Carolina, which was reflected on social media. And it's always fun, man. You go back and forth with the fans and hopefully the people that you go back and forth with understand it's not that serious. It's just Twitter. Um, but you went had some back and forth. Obviously I think there's some rumors that maybe the guy from Oregon's going to take the job guy with the funny mustache and you want uh, old Fitzy to come back to Columbia. Just, just talk about why you feel that way. And again, as far as this coaching staff shaking out, I mean, you're just kind of your overall thoughts on that, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I think, uh, I think they need to retain Coach Bentley. You know, he's he's entrenched in that entire community, the whole area. I think he's a good recruiter. Um, as far as Coach Bobo goes, I, I, I don't have a relationship with it. I don't really know. Um, it could be a complete overhaul. Who, who the hell knows? Um, 
I'd like to see Joe Brady come back. I, I saw that rumor. I don't, I don't awesome. see him leaving. Yeah, I don't see him. Don't that see would be great. The NFL to, to go back to college. I just, yeah. I don't see that happening. Um, but as far as the strength coach goes, dude, like coach Joe was the absolute man. It wasn't Fitzy. Fitzy, Fitzy's, he's with uh, O'Brien, I think. Oh, that's right. That's okay. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm mixing him up there. My apologies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea where Fitzy is. Actually, he's at Tennessee, isn't he? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 With a couple other Gamecocks. Yeah, Shaq Wilson yeah, and uh, Jared. Yeah, yeah Jared. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I talked to Coach Joe on the regular, man. He comments on all my freaking naked ass workouts that I do, just <laughs> laughing his ass off. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, he, he needs to come back. You know, he, he loves the South. He loves Columbia. He, another guy, he loves being a Gamecock. And yeah, I, that, dude, the guy from Oregon, I don't know what the hell that guy is doing. Mm. He's got a, he's got a, you know, mustache. Like, congratulations, dude. <laughs> And I'm getting a bunch of shit from these people on Twitter talking about, oh, we, you guys were in the worst shape of, you know, Carolina history. I was like, okay, well, we also won the SEC East. You won 11 <laughs> games years in a row. Like, what do you mean? So I, it's, I don't know. People are funny. Mm. No, for sure. Well, uh, moving into the future now, obviously, again, Shane Beamer is the Gamecocks head football coach, which I know obviously makes a ton of us happy. I mean, it sounds like to me your thoughts as far as, his career at South Carolina, it's going to be extremely successful. Again, you don't want to put unfair expectations like, oh, we're going to do, you know, replicate 2011 to 13. But I, it sounds like to me, South Carolina is in very, very good hands going forward. I think so, man. And, you know, we, we didn't win the SEC overnight. I mean, Cushbury was there for five years or six mm-hmm. years before, you know, we were legit. You know, we had, a, we had a couple big wins back then, you know, and, and then we started, you know, kind of kicking ass and, it's gonna. It's not gonna be easy. It's it's not gonna be easy, especially when your in-state rival is mm-hmm. number two, number three, number four. You know they're playing the conference. You know the college football playoff year in and year out, and fucking winning the thing yeah. Yeah. two years. So I mean, it's it ain't gonna be easy. But dude, what what if something's easy in life? Then what the hell are you doing? Like yeah. that's it's it's a waste of your time. So you know he's got his work cut out for him. I think Coach Beamer knows that, but uh, he's gonna surround himself with the right people and. We're going to, we're going to, I like where we're heading. I honestly, yeah. I got that gut feeling. I like where we're heading. Yeah. And, and I think that's another thing why culture plays so important to it is somebody that, like you're saying, understands the challenge, but wants to embrace that challenge. Like he, he wants to do that. And I, I think that means a lot. We're going to get you out of here, Stephen, but two last questions, two funny questions for you. Obviously, everybody sees all your videos on Twitter and everything. You're still just a roach on a rock slinging the pill. Um, you've obviously got it still. I'm putting you out there on an, in an SEC game right now. How many yards are you throwing for? Who I'm playing against? Well, I mean, we'll, we'll call it like a middle tier game. Let's say it was South Carolina, Missouri, or something like that. I don't, I don't. Know. We're not. We won't say you're going against Bama, but I mean, just like what, a over over under two seventy five. <laughs> I'm going over that all day yeah. long. Yeah. If I knew like what I know now, mm. as opposed to when I was playing, dude, it's it's it'd be it'd be completely different, man. Everybody considers Christopher like the QB guru. Dude, that it, that guy that guy was telling me to hold the ball like this and go here, and it's it doesn't work like that. <laughs> now but the yeah, truth I mean, comes I, out. I, I'd let it I'd let it ride, man. I'd probably throw like three or four picks, but I throw for a lot <laughs> hey, of yards. Hey, whatever, gunslinger, gunslinger mentality. We, hey, we'd win the damn game, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. They, that's all that matters. Um, one other last thing, I know I texted you about this, or maybe I tweeted about it, Stephen, but it's just so funny because I mean, you understand, your, your legend lives on in Columbia, and I'm literally outside of the stadium before South Carolina's taken on. I think it was A&M or something, whatever. And I'm at the tailgate, and somebody's wearing a five jersey, which is dope. I'm super cool. 
wearing a five jersey. I'm like, yeah, I really like that jersey. Like kind of like the throwback, quote unquote, if you will. Uh, re- like the yeah. old, not the like the 2008, 9, 10 jerseys, like the really dope ones um, that I know you like. But so I started talking to him like, yeah, I told my Steven Garcia, that was his number, whatever. And this guy that I'd, obviously I don't think he knows a ton about Carolina football, but he's a fan is saying like, yeah, man, like when, when Garcia was doing, doing, uh, doing lines like the night before the, the Chick-fil-A bowl. And I'm like, bro, the stories just get wilder and wilder by the year. And you're not doing anything. I <laughs> just like, I'm like, I told you, bro, 10 years from now, they're going to be saying he was doing meth on the sidelines. Like, I mean, it just, it gets crazier and crazier as the years go by. It's just wild. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And it, it, I was doing like a Q and a with some Instagram account or whatever the other day. And they were like, ah, what's what rumors are true and what rumors are not. I was like, dude, I have no idea what fucking rumors are going on anymore. And to be honest, just, just consider them all true. Just it's, it's, it makes for a better story for yeah. Thanksgiving dinner, man. Like it, it doesn't matter, man. I'm, I'm 32 years old now and I don't care what the rumors are at this yeah. point. No, I think the more the merrier. Hey, res- respect greatness. When you see it, ro- the roach on a rock, <laughs> roach blood, all of it, all of it. You have to respect it. So major roach blood, man, Ma- major roach blood, Steven. Always a pleasure, I man. We got to do it again soon. I appreciate you tuning in. And like I said, I know I can speak for you and everybody. I mean, we're all excited for the Shane Beamer era. And, it, and it's awesome, like I said, it's awesome to have guys like yourself and your former teammates and some of the greatest Gamecocks ever. Uh, I feel that, like you said, I feel that positive momentum, man. I'm excited for what's to come for sure. I know we all are, so. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. The only way is forward, man. Yeah. No, absolutely. On and up. So appreciate it, man. He's Steven Garcia. I'm Chris Fultz. We appreciate you guys tuning in. And we'll catch you next time on another episode of the Spurs Up Show. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.